Hi everyone! As the first installment in a very special series of the Classics Admitted podcast, we invited five Townsend Harris students who will be enrolled in Cornell University's Class of 2027 in the fall. As the United States college admissions become increasingly competitive year by year, these students all paved unique paths to their acceptances, and we brought them here today to, sh- to discuss their individual journeys. Welcome to the Admitted Cornell Student Roundtable. Uh, I'm Chris, and I'm going to the College of Engineering. I'm Catherine, I'm going to the College of Arts and Science. I'm Benjamin, and I'm going to the ILR school. I'm Erica, and I'm also attending the College of Arts and Sciences. Um, I'm Nyla, and I'm going to Kells. Congratulations to all of you on your decisions. To start us off, Benjamin will read his Common App essay. You're bragging. So I did um, prompt five of the Common App, discuss an accomplishment, event, or realization that sparked a period of personal growth and a new understanding of yourself or others. Um, okay, so it starts like one, two, three, four. Stop counting them or more will appear, my mother would yell. A crazy superstition she would repeat every morning as I stared into the mirror and counted the beauty marks on my face. The desire to count was a preventative measure, to keep my mind at ease from thinking more marks had sprouted. But the superstition countered my inclination. Even though I doubted its credibility, I feared the uncertainty having Oh, sorry, sorry. Even though I doubted its credibility, I feared the uncertainty halting me from counting. I hated my beauty marks. The weirdly sized brown splotches randomly appeared on the different crevices of my face, my cheeks, near my nose, and in my ear. They made me feel like an outcast, serving as the foundation of my insecurities. I envied David the most for not having my beauty marks. As my identical twin brother, we shared every possible physical resemblance. Height, hair color, eyebrow shape, you name it. But not my beauty marks. Save for the beauty marks, DNA was not the only thing I shared with David. It was all the life experiences too, having to be with him for every moment encountered. Two different bodies living one joint life. Distinguishing us was a mundane task for people, so we were simply grouped together as the twins. Having dealt with this my entire life, this was a norm for me, and I could not imagine a world where we, would, where we were two distinct individuals. Entering my freshman year of high school, I suspected another year of simply being known as a collective whole. However, when it was time for roll call in biology, and the teacher noticed two Babayevs in her class, she swiftly looked up. Her sharp eyes surveyed my face, then David's, then darted back to mine. Benjamin is the one with the beauty marks. I shall go by that, she said. Without a second thought, her eyes focused back on the attendance sheet, and she made her way down the rest of the names. This one moment introduced me to a new world. My beauty marks do make me different. But rather than isolating me, they show me what it means to be just Benjamin. If all my life I viewed my beauty marks with distress because they made me different, after that biology class, I realized it wasn't all that bad to stand out. What I had been looking for was the security that came, that, was, that came with me when I was born. Being one of two always meant there was strength in numbers. I was afraid of anything that took away from that shrink. I now was not envious but thankful that my beauty marks had not covered David's face. Standing in the clamorous cafeteria for the school-wide club fair a week after that roll call, I saw David make his way to the STEM section, even though science was never my forte. But at the corner of my eye, I saw a small section for the mock trial team. Leaving David behind, I forged my own path. At mock trial, I was able to explore my love for public speaking, the law, and crafting arguments. I found a passion that I would not have been able to discover had I followed the STEM route with David. My independence in this decision helped solidify a career in a path I knew I would follow. It allowed me to grow as a leader, assuming a captain position in my senior year, and learn what it means to take on new responsibilities. My growth as a team, my growth as a person on the team was fulfilled without David by my side. 
leaving behind my fear of standing out as an individual covered with beauty marks. Being an identical twin is something I can never give up. It is complexity hones in my ability to be my authentic self. All thanks to my 28 remarkable beauty marks. Shh, don't tell my mom. That's it. Did you actually count all 28 of your beauty marks? <laughs> yes, actually. So like, that's how it kind of how ended my essay. I started my essay with like saying like how my mom would prevent me from counting them. So like I never had an accurate number. But then I chose to like end it with an actual count and like that don't tell my mom joke to like show like I don't care about the superstition anymore that I mentioned in the beginning. But yeah, I actually did count them like so I counted like the ones on my neck too, but like same thing, whatever. But yeah. I really like how you like started with the experience with your mom then like ended it with her as well. It's like like a reminder to the beginning. I think that's really good for us. Yeah, I kinda wanted to like make it a full circle moment. Yeah. Yeah. Circle. Did any of you guys like write about like, did you guys write about more personal experiences than yours? Like, what route did you guys take? I definitely wrote about more personal experiences. I also actually wrote, like, I included my extracurriculars as, like, a form of growth in my essay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I just talked about, uh, for my comment app essay, it was more general. I used, like, a specific object that I'm, like, I, I guess I attach is weird, but, like, close with, and I use that to... Uh, emphasize a certain aspect of me talking again talking about my extracurriculars but not as like a focus of growth but more like as examples yeah. of that i feel like a lot of people do that they like pick an object that they like closely define like i see i've seen essays that go like both ways like it's an object that's like really sentimental to them but it's like like a tearjerker kind of essay but like other essays where it's like kind of like lighthearted. like what was your route with it more like lighthearted? Or... i think yeah it was more lighthearted. i also find that these object essays can they can be sometimes uh forced Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're like, oh, I'm such, I'm such a microphone or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. doesn't really work. But I guess like, I, I knew about that. I just didn't try to say like I was this specific object, or instead I use it as like, like the object was a, a, a avenue for me to like explore my different interests. Yeah. I was gonna write about an object too, like before, like coming up with this essay topic was like kind of hard because like. At first, I didn't want to write about my twin brother because I I didn't want that to, like, be my personality. But, like, and I was going to write about, like, a table. But then, like, I was, like, trying to, like, come up, like, struggling with, like, writing that essay. And then I realized, like, okay, like, I kind of, like, have to write about my brother because, like, he's, like, he is, like, a big part of my life. So then when I, like, met with, like, um like the classic advisor, Mr. Sweeney, like, um I was, like, I, I came to my worries, like, oh, like, this is kind of, like, generic that I'm writing a twin essay. And he kind of, like, told me that, like, a lot of people are going to write, like, generic essays. Like, people are going to write about, like, sports injuries to, like, one of their parents, like, getting sick of, like, cancer or something like that. But, like, that's all. It's, it's expected to be generic. But, like, as long as you, like, have, like, one niche thing to stand, make it, like, stand out, which is why I, like, did the mini marks. Like, that's that was my niche thing that, like, yeah, people were about twins and stuff. But did anyone write about, like, how their beauty marks make them different from their twin? Like, yeah. I don't think so. So, you know. Did he also write a twin essay? David did, yeah. <laughs> I think he, I think he like did your, he like he wrote about a leaf that he like had to paint for art class one time, and then he connected that like the different colors of that leaf to being a twin. One thing Ben does in his Common App essay is talking about extracurriculars like mock trial. Uh, what are some extracurriculars that you guys did during Townsend that led to your acceptance? I wrote about like volunteering at the hospital for like my subs, and like I was able to like incorporate that into like how that affected me as a person to write, a, write about the specific experiences. So I think that helped me. Um, for me, I kind of like focused on my extracurriculars that I listed specifically like around like the creativity aspect of my application because 
my major is um, like UX design, so I wanted to emphasize that. So I chose to write about um, like being a classic editor, like the photography editor. Um, Plug. <laughs> yeah, definitely join the classic. Um, what else? Uh, just designing apparel for a bunch of clubs and teams in the school and the senior class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ben's a senior class president, so that's that's that too. Um, also, just like being a webmaster for and like a social media manager for different clubs. And I think definitely it helps to have like a specific niche that you're going for and like a theme in your application whenever you're applying because then that just like makes you more unique and stands that you like stand out more. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, should I? Okay, for my uh, sub though, I didn't write about anything related to Townsend. I wrote about like uh, an internship that I did, but it was like a program that I kind of developed. It was like a food tour. So it was kind of different, but it was kind of like a marketing campaign. So um definitely write about something that's unique like not an extracurricular that everyone has especially because like everyone in townsend does the same thing so kind of like try to venture out a little bit <laughs> some of the extracurriculars i did was i got into like two programs that were kind of hard to get into but i did them both during the summer of my junior year um it was the iowa young writers institute and the stanford humanities institute and um I basically wrote about how like taking those classes helped me develop my interests and since I'm applying to CAST which has like a focus on like um multifaceted like education I think that helped me like broaden like my interests and kind of like develop them more in like what Cornell wants I don't know like in school uh, I was part of the Roax team and out of school uh I did uh a few things related to tutoring and I think that um, like Erica said I think that's why I built my whole uh, kind of my what my theme was for my whole application was that like I'll always like being in a classroom whether that be teaching or be learning like peer tutoring stuff like that that's like and robotics given the like the community aspect of it the engineering obviously but also like outside of school where you can like tutor um, design curricula and stuff like that so that's like what i incorporated in my supplements yeah um like erica said like i was like, i i am was i don't know when this gets released but like mm -hmm. uh i am the senior class president um i also did like like i said mock trial and moot court and of course the classic obviously um that was some of the in school stuff i did but i like i'm thinking back now like i'm realizing that like in my supplements like Especially for Cornell, like I did not talk about any of the in-school stuff I did, which is like kind of weird because like I spent a lot of my time doing my in-school like extracurricular activities, but like I chose to focus more about um, one for my Cornell um, sub. One I half of it I wrote about like a volunteer experience I had, especially like during COVID, and then another one was about a political campaign I did because when applying to like all my colleges, I was I was like going more like a poli sci route, um, and for like Cornell I did ILR. So like I wanted to have like a good, a kind of like a theme to it. So um so I didn't really focus about any in school stuff in my subs. But like I would recommend to anyone who's applying like if your strengths like are like in in school stuff like if you are like part of the student government team or like you have a big role in like any academic team and like you you really feel passionate about that. I feel like write about what you know because like it's hard to like write about stuff you're not really involved in or like make stuff like make like stuff out of thin air so I would recommend write about what you're passionate about and write about what you know. I applied for um, feminist and women gender studies because it was like a less competitive major and my extracurriculars didn't really 
like aligned towards STEM. It was more strong and suited for the humanities. So I just chose that major because you can switch majors like once you get in. A lot of you mentioned um, how you included your extracurriculars on your supplementals. So now we're going to move into supplemental essays. Uh, so capital Leonardi. The prompt is students in arts and sciences embrace the opportunity to mold it, to delve into multifaceted academic interests embodying in the 21st century terms Ezra Cornell's Any Person, Any Study, Founding Vision. Tell us about the areas of study you are excited to explore and specifically why you wish to pursue them in our college. In high school, stuck in my family's nail salon until closing, closing time, waiting for my parents to finish the last customer of the day, I turned to examining the posters on the walls. I started by admiring the images advertising spa pedicure treatments, but found them boring after a while. Eventually, I read through the more relevant NIOSH workers' rights document and new ventilation regulations for COVID-19. As I sifted through the fine print detailing the minimum specifications for industrial fans, I came across a new document emphasizing the importance of proper ventilation in nail salons and the usage of proper, perso proper personal protective equipment, PPE, for all nail technicians. I was horrified to find my parents and their co workers, my work aunties, unknowingly spent much of their time inhaling toxic fumes and powders and handling cancer-causing solutions because the dangers of long-term exposure weren't explained to them properly. I became increasingly angry as I looked into the side effects of long-term exposure and saw signs of harm in my mother, who had worked in the nail industry for over 15 years. I thought back to countless visits to the dermatologist and the accum accumulation of two cabinets full of ineffective topical creams. I remember soaking her hands in a ginger and honeysuckle mixture to reduce inflammation while crying at her rough and cracked skin, which felt as if it belonged to a woman twice her age. Although there are new OSHA regulations on ventilation systems in all indoor businesses due to COVID-19 concerns, lawmakers are yet to pressure the corporations who produce chemical products used in nail salons to reduce their harmfulness or demand OSHA to research and ban toxic ingredients. Moreover, since industry-wide regulations still use research based on a male body's biological makeup, chemicals that are ruled safe when exposed to male bodies may be unsafe for women due to women's naturally higher percentage of body fat and unique reproductive health concerns. This leaves nail technicians who are predominantly women more at risk. At Cornell, by conducting research focused on issues that adversely impact certain genders, immigrants, and LGBTQIA youth like homelessness, HIV AIDS, and lesser studied industries like the garment and beauty industry, I hope to reduce the disparities found in these groups and fill gaps in knowledge that will eventually lead to protective legislation for these populations. I am interested in studying feminist, gender, and sexuality studies and public health, using theories from the former to guide research done in the latter. Even with protective legislation backed by holistic research, there are still few resources to help immigrant populations with language barriers access the information needed to fully understand the risks of different industries. Undergoing training in the Translator Interpreter Program, TIP, at the Einhorn Center of Community Engagement will be valuable to my goal of creating a nonprofit that seeks to provide legal and language interpretation for small businesses and immigrant workers. To further understand the experiences of those I serve through interpretation, taking the course di Diasporic, how do you say this? Di Diasporic? Yeah. 
diasporic. Diasporic and indigenous health will be helpful in understanding understanding how health inequalities are amplified in Black and Latino communities. Through Cornell Global Hub's partnership with King's College of London, I will be able to make connections with global organizations that will study workers' health and compare the U.S. and U.K. healthcare systems in their regulation of toxic substances. Working with global experts, I will conduct more comprehensive research on the unique health risks that workers face in the U.S. I hope through the combined efforts of the current Cornell community, our calls to action will be heard and lead to policy changes that better protect NYC and New York State workers. By creating safer, affordable workplaces with research and encouraging lawmakers to create policies that protect workers' health, I hope to ensure more people can go to work understanding the full risk, risks of their industry without worrying about the deterioration of their health. Absolutely good. Oh, this is like my least creative essay. No. So I was really surprised it got me in. No, look, honestly, like I was like shocked because like I, I I was like thinking about like how you started off with like the nail salon, like the yeah. like, the workers, and then like, you connected it to like the major you wanted to study, and like that was like really cool, like that, and like that really answered the question of the prompt, but also introduced like your passion for the major you want to study. So you kind of like combine like best of both worlds and like an effective essay. And I like the last few parts how you talked about like what you plan to do at Cornell because I the colleges like they want to see like how you will make an impact on their community, which is what they consider when trying to see if they should accept you or not. So I think if I was on the Cornell Mission Office, I would accept you right away. Like, that was a really good stuff. Yeah. And, like, you also, like, transitioned so smoothly, like, from talking about the nail salon and then your first sentence where you were, like, at Cornell. I think that was pretty smooth. It wasn't, like, an awkward transition. And then you had mentioned, like, a specific course, and I think that was really specific. Yeah, I was going to say, like, mentioning specific courses and research, I think definitely helps. And I really like how you um, connected it to your own passions and, like, wanting specific, like, showing specifically what you want to conduct at Cornell. And also, like, I think in general, if you're applying to a college, like, sometimes people tend to talk about, like, why they're qualified for a college versus why the college is a good fit and, like, why they want to be in that college. Because, like, you have to talk more about the college other than yourself. So it's good that you did that and, like, yeah i definitely spent like a good majority of my time researching and trying to find courses and different programs that are kind of niche and not just like you can google it like i literally spent hours researching like a course that fits fits with my major so catherine mentioned their future potential major um and what they're planning to do at cornell in their supplement do you guys want to talk more about your um intended majors and um some of the things that you're planning to do at cornell uh, both career-wise, extracurriculars, and that sort of thing. Uh, I'm planning on majoring in computer science and possibly a minor in electrical and computer engineering. Um, I'll, I've been interested in the software aspect of it and kind of want to get into the hardware aspect of technology. Uh, at Cornell, a uh, big part of the College of Engineering are project teams. Basically, like, if you ever heard of uh, the robotics team, it's kind of like that. There's, like, a bunch of sub-teams that work together to, like, build, like, ships, race cars uh, and a lot of different stuff like that my major is kind of um aligned with chris's in a way because um i'm focusing on information science with the concentration in ux design which is user experience so um kind of also in the tech field and he was talking about project teams and yeah so cornell has a really good program for um like technology in general and so they have teams like aptev which um i think both of us want to join because like there's like the um 
like the hardware aspect of it, but there's also like the um, behind the scenes and also like the interfaces and like designing things and encoding things. So it's like like really great for uh, technology if you're into that. And tech is basically the future. So yeah. Um, my major was I mean is biology and society um, at Cal's. Um, I chose like biology and society instead of just regular bio because like I um like the biology society society major relates more to like um the world and like the environment as it's a major at cal's which is a college of life and agriculture i mean life science and agriculture um and like i also want to like i want to be a doctor and i want to like i wrote in my supplement about how um like volunteering has helped me like um seen patients and like specific and like notice like specific language barriers that like patients may face and other like health disparities they may face that may um affect like um how they're able to like make health decisions and etc um and at cornell i also i want to like continue to like um help advocate for like health um inequities that like people may face and like patients may face and i would like to like uh join like help like I wrote. A, I forgot the name of the specific club, but I like to join that club to like um, that helps advocate for like patients and people with um, health disparities. Um, at Cornell, um, I apply. I chose to apply to like their one major school. So it like it's like everyone in this school studies the same things like industrial labor and relations. Um, the point of it is like it's that school is very focused on people who like have like a profession in mind they want to go to and like it helps with like track. So like. I want to pursue like a career in law in the future. So like that school is very good with like your pre-law track, but they also have like a, a like a business track. They have like a, if you want to study, like go to HR, like they have a lot of like politics, investment, government and stuff like that. So I'm choosing like to do ILARTS because of their pre-law track. Um, uh, they offer like a lot of like internships, like credits. So like instead of like taking a class, you do an internship with like any like law firm or any like non like profit organization and like you get credits for it. It's like their like strengths and like their prestige around like different like law firms in the city and like some of like the um the resources they provide um the other colleges at Cornell like the other colleges across the country don't really do that so that's what like drew me and apply there and I hope to like do those internships like join clubs like like mock trial like speech and debate and stuff like that to like further like my interests but also like explore more of my passions. I'm sure some of you guys gone to other colleges so why Cornell specifically out of just well, the school's your back to me. Oh, and all offered me the most money. <laughs> Northwestern gave me basically no aid. NYU was really expensive, and I didn't want to stay at home, like, live at home. And, like, my parents, I got into, like, state schools, but, like, my parents, I got into Cornell, so, like, they pressured me to go, like, yeah. And I'm, like, footing half the bill, so it's more affordable. Are you taking out loans for that, or, like? No. Like, I'll pay my parents back. Oh, yeah. We, we indeed. Oh. Chris and I ED'd. Um, well, I chose to ED because um, the school that I applied to, College of Arts and Sciences, they're really tailored to like interdisciplinary studies and they have so much that um, like, I don't know, other schools I feel didn't have because especially the information science program. And I wanted to kind of, and I also kind of wrote about my minor in inequality studies. And so both of those, both of those kind of connect because I wrote about like um, working towards a more equitable um, field in technology, especially in regards to like gender and like other economic inequalities. So like Cornell specifically has like these different like minors and majors that can like go together and you can just study anything you want. So that's why I wanted to ED to Cornell. So, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. okay. I also ED to Cornell. Um, I was looking for 
a school with like not that many humanities classes because I didn't want to suffer through that in college. And although uh, Cornell forces you to take some, um, I found that even I think I guess it's not that that bad because like it's it's good enough to take some I guess for like econ and stuff like that. And I guess I just picked Cornell for my ED school and eventually I just fell in love with it. So. What if you did it anyway? Um, I mean, I, I I always wanted to know. I always wanted to do something in like technology. So like, I heard their CS uh, major program is pretty good. So like, <laughs> I took a shot, and you know it worked out. So Alfie fell in love with that. Mm -hmm. it. Um, I like visited Cornell like many times before. Like I decided to apply to ED, but like I just fell in love with like its campus and the environment in general there. Um. Also, like, the Cornell, it's, like, distance isn't, like, too, too far away from home, but at the same time, it's, like, away, but not away, away. So, it's, like, I like the distance that it's, like, a driving distance if, like, family wants to visit. I chose Cornell, like, similar to some of you guys, your guys' reasons, like, um, like distance was, like, a factor I was considering. Like, I didn't want to, like, be, like, too, too far. That's why I, I didn't really apply to any schools, like, on the West Coast. Um, and then also, like, with the money thing, like, I, I think Cornell is, like, one of the best, like, aid packages surprisingly compared to like some of the other schools so um follow where the money was and i went to cornell thank you guys um as a final note do you want to give advice to uh prospective students who may be watching about the college admissions process uh cornell or just um senior year in general don't procrastinate on your college subs like it's not a good idea to write the day of like a few days of like i think if you're really passionate about going to Cornell, like, or what college you want to go to, like, spend time researching it because when, when you're, when the person who admits you, like, reads your essays, like, they'll know how long you spent on it based on, like, the quality of your work. And, um, so yeah, follow your, follow your passions and don't procrastinate. Uh, I think you should, uh, very re read through what, uh, requirements you need for the college. I found out, uh, that Cornell Engineering strongly recommend strongly recommend so basically requires a letter of rec from a math teacher and i found out the weekend before ed was due uh, I, I did get it in like halfway through november and it did work out so make sure you read what uh you need to submit before you like panic midway also uh i asked miss frankowski <laughs> um okay and also uh like be patient with your application uh, i had like four drafts for my common app essay it was, and I finished it, like, also, like, I had really bad time management. I finished my supplements and my common app, like, the week before it was due. So, yeah, take take the most out of your summer, but, like, don't use it all on college because then it'll be useless, I guess. Yeah, I agree with what you guys both said, especially if it's, like, if Cornell is your main school or, like, for your top choice like have multiple drafts and it's like okay if you just need to like restart not even if you're like your common app but like for your subs as well like if you have to restart it's i mean if it's actually like better the second version or the third version even like i guess it's worth it at the end so be patient yeah if you're applying to a lot of schools like i did i applied to like 25 so a lot of the prompts are similar so you could recycle essays mm -hmm. but make sure you like change the name yeah 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 don't don't submit something for another college 
Also, like, just stay organized. I know a lot of people have spreadsheets if they're applying to multiple schools and just, like, uh, listing out, like, the pros and the cons and, like, the distance and et cetera, like, other programs. And so if you have trouble, like, weighing your options, you can definitely, you know, stay organized. But if you have, like, a dream school in mind, I think you should definitely just go for it and, like, apply early because a lot of the times it does work out. And if not, you can get deferred and get in or, like, you know, so, you know, you never know. And when, when you do have, like, a dream school, like, because Cornell was my dream school, that's, which is why, like, I applied ED, and I don't know, I just, um, I think I worked a lot on the sub, like, too much to the point where, like, like, I was done by the time, like, I don't know, school started, so that's, I don't know, I think it definitely helped to do that, because um, I worked on it a lot in the summer, so yeah, definitely go, yeah. On, like, Erica's point, yeah. though, like, I feel like, so, a lot of times, like, it's, like, the thing where, like, people say, like, oh, apply it early, like, it's a better chance of getting in, like, mm-hmm. The acceptance rates are, like, higher because, like, less people choose to apply early. That's why the percentages are way higher. But, like, my advice would be, like, unless you feel like your application is, like, super amazing, like, you're, like, top strong, like, take some time with your app. Like, don't feel rushed to apply early. Like, if you think you need some more time to, like, build your application, um, revise your essays, I think wait for the regular round because they do accept a lot of people through regular round. I'm, like, a, three of us, like, got through, through regular. And, like, I applied early to, like, another college that, like, um, I thought I would have a better chance of getting into because of doing it early thinking back on it now like i realized like i did kind of rush into that just because of that like notion so take your time if you really think you need some more time in your application don't feel pressure to rush to apply early yeah regular oh there's like i don't know because there's like this whole debate surrounding like applying early and like regular for me i don't know i enjoyed being done with college apps after december whatever 17th and i didn't have to worry about it over winter break so you do have to keep that in mind as well because especially um because a lot of the regular apps are due after winter break i don't know i just enjoyed my winter break. i did not have a good yeah. winter break <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think you should you should definitely even if you're like not set on your school early apply somewhere like yeah. my winter break was so light yeah. i'm very thankful that i didn't have to write i wrote like what two subs for cornell and that was it exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i never wrote any other essays actually okay yeah so like, like yeah early apply somewhere even if you don't know early action somewhere so like you're maybe you're not committed to the school write your letters of continued interest because i kind of gave up once i got into like northwestern and nyu so i just i didn't write any letters of continued interest but like i got waitlisted at a lot of schools but i it was like too much effort me too but yeah if you're really passionate about school you get waitlisted write your letter of continued yeah you can definitely get in waitlist i know a lot of people who got in yeah oh yeah two people got into the cornell waitlist right from ours which is really cool And we're back. So that wraps it up for this episode of Admitted. Thank you to our viewers and our listeners, Queller Prep, for being our sponsor, our producers, uh, our distinguished video editor, Ryan Young, and of course, our honored guests, uh, future Cornell students, for coming on the podcast today. For more Admitted, you can subscribe to us on YouTube at The Classic TV or check out our Spotify and Apple podcasts. You can also keep up to date with the latest from The Classic on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all at THHS Classic, and on our website, THHSClassic.com and Critic.THHSClassic.com. Are any of your Cornell group chats like blowing up? Like, I'm not in any. Like, I really don't them. care. I don't talk about Your housing chats, like mine, like, is good housing The Cornell 27 one? I'm in that, and then also like, the, my Donlin group. Oh, Donlin is crazy. Oh, Wait, that's like walking all the way up. I saw him. Okay. Hi. Who's your roommate? Where? His name is Owen. He lives in Long Island. Okay. Yeah, he kind of looks, he's a ginger like you, Elliot. Like, so like a piece of ginger. <laughs> <laughs>